Hey everybody, welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover and I'm fiercely passionate about helping people become more resilient so they're better able to cope with the adversity of life. Before we start, be sure to rate the show and consider writing a review. Also, be sure to tell your friends, we'd love to keep getting the word out. In today's episode, I'll be dispelling the commonly held belief that multitasking is an actual thing in addition to ways you can improve your efficiency to be more effective in your life. So let's get started. While many people believe that they can handle or have mastered the ability to perform many tasks at once, neuroscience tells a far different story. In fact, research on the topic of multitasking is really pretty clear. And that is the human brain can't handle doing two tasks at once. So despite the fact that people still believe that multitasking is a legit thing, it just simply isn't the case. It's almost as if there's this belief that the human brain parallels the processing abilities of computers in order to deal with the hurry and distractions of modern life. But Earl Miller, a professor of neuroscience at MIT, says we simply can't focus on more than one thing at a time. Miller asserts that switching from task to task, we think we're actually paying attention to everything around us all, all at the same time, but we can't, simply can't do that because the brain is forced to switch from task to task using the same part of the brain. And that part of the brain is known as the cerebral cortex, which is the part of the brain that's responsible for executive function. It allows us to solve complex problems. They're really logic-based types of uh, of problems and finding solutions to those. So in other words, when we think we're multitasking, what we're actually doing is many things sequentially. And this is called tasks, task switching. And task switching involves shifting uh, from one task to the other. <laughs> a little bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, unfortunately, research indicates that up to 40% of productivity is lost in the process. So thus, you know, it, it actually takes more time to complete tasks um, when we're switching back and forth between two or more tasks. And so doing so, uh, doing so, we're, we become prone to making more mistakes, prone to making more errors rather than simply focusing on one task at a time and giving full focus and attention to completing it. Uh, before moving on or switching to the next task. So for example, imagine you're a student studying for an exam while instant messaging your friends. You'll, you'll be less efficient at both, not to mention it compromises the ability to retain the information you need to perform well on the exam because the act of shifting your attention is actually more distracting. Right. So if, if you don't believe me, try each of the following things simultaneously. So number one, try reading a book and watching a movie at the same time. Right. I don't know about you, but I get extraordinarily distracted whenever something's on television and I'm trying to read. I in, in order for me to actually internalize what I'm reading, I need to be in a, a, a quiet place, focusing on the task of reading um, you know, singularly rather than having any additional distraction. So give that one a shot. What about this one? Number two, try adding and multiplying the following numbers at the same time. So here it goes. Two plus four plus eight and two times four times 12. And try doing those at, at the exact same time. The answer's 
are 14 and 96. And number three, try saying the alphabet backwards while switching to explain why your dog is socially unacceptable with other dogs, right? So with any of those three, how'd you do? And of course, the classic example of the myth of multitasking is texting while driving, right? And observing this is, for me, is incredibly terrifying, especially on the freeway. My commute every day is roughly 35 miles and most of which, and that's one way, and most of that commute is on the freeway. And it's absolutely mind numbing and terrifying whenever I'm uh, observing people that are going 65, 70 plus miles per hour and they're on their phone texting, right? They, there is drift into other lanes. They may slow down. They may speed up. It's extraordinarily frightening whenever you observe that in general, but let alone on the freeway. But let's face it, we have a fear of missing out. And most people are, are addicted to the dopamine hit our brain gets when we get a text or we hear a ding on our phones. But while driving, and maybe I'm just, you know, some, uh, some, you know, middle-aged man that doesn't fully or doesn't fully get it, doesn't just truly understand that we have to respond whenever our phone dings because we might actually miss uh, something important uh, above me on the fact that getting to the destination is the most important. So it, it actually seems that the uh, addiction to uh, getting the ding or getting the text uh, is, is more important. And we, and we discriminate between um, do that and the act uh, that we should be concentrating on, which in this case is driving. And there's plenty of research on this topic that, um, that supports the notion that uh, we can't multitask while we're driving. In fact, if you're, going, if, you, if you're going 55 miles an hour and you get a text, that text will take your attention off the road for roughly five seconds, and you'll travel the length of a football field in that five seconds. Um, another one, which is even uh, even more uh, significant, is that the National Transportation Safety Board says that uh, texting while driving is the equivalent to having a blood alcohol level three times the legal limit. And that's utterly terrifying. Um, so off that soapbox. But all of that underscores the, the idea that multitasking is a myth. And what in reality, when people reference multitasking, what they're referring to is the ability to switch from one task to the other and back with minimal transition time, right? And that gets into the, back to the idea from Earl Miller, the professor of neuroscience at MIT, when he says we're doing many things sequentially, right? So it, it should be noted, however, that even the best of us um, working on any task and switching back and forth is less efficient than when we focus on one task at a time before moving on to the next task. So really our ability to multitask is based on how quick we make mental transitions, but that is still less efficient than uh, starting a task, completing it to its end. So attempts to multitask makes a, make us less efficient. We actually have worse performance. Uh, we, we, we struggle in those moments to filter out irrelevant information, which ultimately slows us down. And we actually waste time uh, in that process. And the quality of our work suffers rather than performing a singular task and moving on to the next thing. 
Um, in addition to inefficiency, multitasking makes us more fatigued, right? So the more tasks we try to complete by shifting our focus from one task to the other and back leads to more cognitive load or strain, uh, quite literally strain on our brain that we place on our brain, which brings about cognitive fatigue sooner, right? Rather than, rather than later. So we would be much better served to place our attention and focus on one thing at a time. Um, but what's the fun in that, right? I mean, th th that, that would be boring, right? No, it's not boring. It's not boring to actually perform at a high level. It's not boring to actually do things well or do things better. Um, and doing a good job is never boring. I mean, that, considering that as a, even a viable option would simply be silly. Right? Another thing, um, multitasking leads to decreased retention of new things. And in my experience as a teacher, I, I, I observe this with my students that are multitasking in class. So, for example, they're uh, taking in the information uh, being delivered in class while looking at their phones or being on their computer. And even under the best circumstances, research shows that we forget 56% of what we learn within the first hour of having learned it. And that's not even taking into account the distraction of other tasks and taking that further. So we, we forget 56% of what we learn in the first hour, 67% after a day, and we lose three quarters of what we learned after six days, right? And that's with no distractions. That's with no multitasking. Right. So if, if you still don't believe me, let's let's try this exercise. Grab two pens and a piece of paper. All right. Once you do that, put one pen in one hand, put one pen in the other. Now try signing your name at the same time using both hands. Right. How'd you do? It's challenging enough to sign your name with your non-dominant hand let alone trying to sign your name with both hands simultaneously, right? And if you're still not convinced, try carrying on a meaningful conversation with someone with, with, um, while you're texting. Try carrying on some sort of meaningful, deep conversation while you're scrolling through social media during the conversation, right? And then the next day, ask, ask each other, what were the main points of the conversation? and see how well you did in, in recalling it. And it's likely that you would need to revisit uh, part, if not all of that conversation. So in order to make meaningful connection with other people, with an example like that, we need to do it without distraction. I mean, to truly connect with other people, but that's not how we socialize uh, in, in 2022. What we do is we, we claim that we're able to check in and check out of that conversation and still retain all of the key points of that conversation. And we're simply not able to do that effectively. So we have all of that as sort of the foundation of, of establishing that multitasking is a legitimate myth and that what we do is we switch between tasks sequentially. And doing so actually makes us less efficient. We're prone to more errors uh, and it slows us down. So let's talk about some simple ways to be more productive or to be more efficient. The first would be resisting the temptation to divert attention. 
right? So if, if something's distracting you in the moment, let's say you're reading or you're, you're writing, or you are, you're, you're making, you're baking a cake and you're, you're going through the ingredient list. If something's distracting you, write it down, write it down. So, you know, you're going to get to it later. So you can deal with that later. And it allows you to not be, not to forget that you have that thing that you need to address later. Um, you may even want to shut off your phone, depending on uh, how much focus and attention you need to assign to a particular task. And I know, I know that's blasphemy. We, we, we've got to be in constant uh, digital phone connection. Um, and it's interesting because there's an actual fear of being out of cell phone contact. Uh, for those of you who like doing trivia at uh, at B-dubs on the weekend, if you ever come across this, this one, the fear of being out of cell phone contact is called nomophobia, N-O-M-O-phobia. Little Dropping a little nugget there for you. Um, another way to be more productive, uh, a lot of specific amount of time to a, a, a specific task and set parameters that will help you remain focused before being tempted to move on to the next task. So let's say you, you, uh, you haven't had time to read and you are passionate about reading, uh, set parameters for that. Say, I'm going to read a chapter and I'm going to focus on this chapter. And then once the chapter is done, I'm going to move on to the next thing. Or if you want to sit down with your family and watch a movie, then that's what you do for that uh, allotted amount of time, that hour and a half or two hours or whatever, right? If you're driving, the specific amount of time is from the time you leave uh, um, and you get in your car to the time you arrive at your destination. That is the specifically allotted amount of time. And it'll allow you to concentrate, uh, you know, focus and, and give exclusive attention to the task at hand. And then uh, a third option, um, fewer priorities is better. Generally speaking, fewer priorities is better. In a world where we're you know, busy all the time and being busy is celebrated as some you know, badge of honor, um, it actually makes us less productive. So by choosing one priority at a time to focus on and you give your complete attention to that priority in the moment, we're, we're able to guide our, guide our own behavior around that responsibility and that particular responsibility is the priority in the moment. So as we, as we get closer to ending this episode of the Quest for Life podcast, let's address how we can defeat the myth of multitasking. While some of these are certainly easier than others, all of them have merit or at least enough merit to give them a shot, to try them out for a while. And you don't have to try them out indefinitely, but give them a shot for, for a week or maybe even a month. I mean, we tend to tolerate making short-term goals and multitasking is actually undermining our ability to not only set goals, but to achieve those goals. So it's not coincidental that most fitness programs are roughly 90 days because we can tend to tolerate uh, uh, up to about a, a three-month window with, with, with regard to goal setting. Anything beyond that becomes a little taxing. We don't really, you know, really see the finish line tied to that. So try these uh, for a long enough period where you can make a, a legitimate, honest assessment of whether or not it worked for you. So the first one is to remove distractions from your environment, right? Consider leaving your phone or leaving any other device 
in the other room while you're working on a particular task. I know it's going to take some it's going to take some time and some discipline to move beyond the whole FOMO thing and and that's okay. It, it, this, the design here isn't to be perfect. The design here is to be better. The design here is to be good enough until you actually weave a suggestion like this, which is removing distractions from your environment into your life. Um, turn off your television while you're uh, performing this work. Uh, no instant messaging. I mean, just focus specifically on the task at hand. And if you find that you are mentally distracted in the moment, write down whatever it is that you know you need to get to and then get back as soon as you can to the task at hand. Uh, number two, if your environment is distracting, leave it. Just physically get up and move yourself to a place that isn't as distracting. I know, you know coffee shops, you know, Starbucks and, and others uh, are, are, are destinations for people to come in and work and you know they want to be around the energy in an environment like that totally understandable you want to be around other people even if they don't interact with them totally understandable the reality is in that moment um, the coffee shop is distracting where it actually makes us less efficient because we're constantly scanning our environment um, and having to shift back and forth between that and uh, what it is that, that we're doing so consider doing something like that. And then finally, number three, schedule a time during the day to check texts, emails, and your social media. I mean, pick a specific time during the day. And you may do this twice a day. You may do this three times a day, where it may be a first thing in the morning, at lunchtime, and then once later in the evening, right? Like these other two, this will require discipline and consistency. But the most successful people in life are both disciplined and consistent. I mean, if you truly think about the most successful people that you know or you know of, they are the most disciplined and consistent. It's not about simply being motivated. Mot motivation gets us started. And if you're motivated to, to uh, be more efficient and if you're motivated to perform better, then uh, that motivation will allow you to remove distractions that will allow you to schedule specific time to check in uh, and make sure the world is okay. Uh, but the, in order to really move the needle on this, we need to be disciplined and consistent. So it, producing high quality work, while you know, it requires discipline and consistency, being physically fit, same thing. I mean, ultimately what we want to do is we, we want to, um, through that discipline and consistency, complete the tasks in, uh, in an efficient way and, and do them really, really well. And it also gives us the ability to retain more information rather than simply losing the 56% of what we learn uh, within the first hour of having learned it, right? So it allows us to pursue a life of learning and rather than you know becoming complacent, becoming too comfortable, um, and the rest. So um, do the most important thing or the most difficult task first thing in the day. This is really the final suggestion. Uh, and you know, so many people that are just awesome at, at organization, organizational skills and organizing their life have understood this concept 
uh, better than the rest of us. Focus on the most important task, the most dis- difficult task first thing in the, during the day. And not only will you have more energy completing it earlier in the day, you won't feel the pressure to finish it later on in the day, especially as your obligations build up uh, throughout uh, the course of the day. And of course, this only works if you've successfully managed really the first three things, removing distractions uh, from your environment, uh, leaving the environment if it's distracting, and then scheduling a time to to check in with with text, emails, and uh, social media. So in summary, the myth of multitasking can be defeated, provided that we're proactive and intentional uh, with our behavior. So the next time you try to talk yourself into uh, how good you are at multitasking, press pause and reflect. Uh, I, I mean, ironically, you had one thing, um, one thing before moving on to the next, and you, you'd probably finish them all sooner and, and done each of them better. Let me say that again. If, uh, if we press pause and reflect, what that allows us to do is it allows us to complete one thing before we move on to the next. And what's ironic about that is we probably will finish everything we needed to get finished sooner and done better at each, all the while ending up a little less tired. As always, it's food for thought, fellow questers. You can contact the show at thequestforlife.com. That is the quest, the number four life.com. Thank you for joining the conversation.